Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are kicking off our second hour of the Shaletta Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. Now, don't go anywhere. I'm here until 3. And then after that, my friend Steve Thompson comes on and he's talking politics, pop culture, sports, anything and everything you need to know to make sure when Monday morning comes, you're ready to chat it up with your coworkers and you are not out of the loop. The information loop. That's the loop I'm talking about. And speaking of information and being in the loop, I I saw the story. Um, Henrietta Lacks, her family settles with the biotech company over her cancer sales. Now, for those of you who don't know this story because they're taking all the black history out of the books, Henrietta Lacks died of cervical cancer back in 1951 in a racially segregated ward. Doctors cut out a sample of her cancer cells without her permission. These same cells became a bedrock of modern medicine. Uh, The company made staggering, staggering profits off of Henrietta Lacks' sales. Now, I had to call somebody who understands uh, medicine and law and what this all means, not just for Henrietta's family, but for my family and your family as well. So April Powell uh, is a licensed attorney in Texas. Uh, she graduated from Langston University, which is, you know, I met her right out of college. Uh, she works at one of the largest hospital systems in Houston. And, and I remember this like it was yesterday. We were all just kind of, you know, doing something in our 20s, early 30s, and, and you're trying to figure out our way. And April was very focused. She said, listen, I can't be fooling with y'all. Okay, I love y'all. We have a lot of fun together, but I'm going over here and get my law degree. And I remember thinking, how crazy is this that she's going to go and get a law degree? Girlfriend graduated from law school, passed the bar the same year, and began practicing as an assistant district attorney in Galveston for about four years. And 
you know, in her practice, she represented hospital systems and, you know, medical centers and physicians and clinics of every specialty. And now uh, she is so accomplished. Uh, she has her own power, power hour uh, with video sessions with her sister, Adrian, who is a, a physician. And they talk about law uh, and medical interest. And, and then in 2020, she was named a distinguished notable alumni by Thurgood Marshall School of Law. So I just wanted to let you know who this person was so you could know um, why she is so special to me and why it is so special to have her on the show. April Powell Martin is joining us on the John Schuster, uh, John Schuster Caldwell Baker hotline. April, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. And you forgot that I am I am your friend from your hometown, Houston. So I'm, I knew I had to come with it because I'm representing you and I'm representing Houston. And I just thank you for being here and let me pick your <laughs> mind because, you know, I, I know that it is wrong. They cut this mm-hmm. woman's sales out without mm-hmm. her permission. They right. made money. There was a settlement. But everything that happens, I, I don't completely understand because there's a lot of sure. legalese in, in, <laughs> in, in the ruling. And so take me back uh, to what happened. This woman was dying of cancer. How right. is it that they were able to cut her sales out without her permission? Well, I'll tell you, things like this happen, and they happened a lot in 1951. So if everyone remembers the book that probably really catapulted her to uh, everyone's, you know, top of mind in 2010. But in 1951, she was a poor black woman who went to get treatment at Johns Hopkins, and she was diagnosed with cervical cancer there. And interestingly enough, what a lot of people don't realize is that while she was there, yes, they they took her cells for research. uh, But at that time, it was not illegal to actually take someone's cells for research. It's always been unethical. Uh, It is now illegal. But at that time, it was not illegal, which made this case kind of very challenging from a legal standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you're right. They, They took her cancer cells. Unfortunately, this mother of five died. Uh, she died penniless. Um, her family died, uh, you know, poor, um, her husband rather. And, you know, she had challenges with her other children. They died poor. And so fast forward some 60 years later when the book came out and really, again, uh, the movie. And, you know, Oprah produced the movie. Oh, I think even Oprah was in the movie. Yeah. And that's what really brought her story to light. And so the reason they were able to do that is because it wasn't illegal, to answer your question. It was not illegal to take her cells and harvest them and find out. And this, this is some really some black girl magic cells because her cells were the first cells that were able to reproduce themselves. They did not die outside of her body. Mm. Most cells at the time died in a Petri dish or died, you know, even when they came but her cells replicated over and over. She let us so much that they even found her cells like in the air ducts in, in the lab room. I mean, these, these were some strong black girl magic cells that just replicated. And that's what made them so um, that that's what made them immortal for one. But that's what made them so profitable. And as you stated, the bedrock of modern science. OK, now. 
this this sounds so significant and, and, and they did a mm-hmm. lot of research they how did they make a lot of money off of this because there's one thing to do the research and it was unethical mm-hmm. but not illegal mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. but every story that i'm reading said they made staggering profits here this woman yeah. is dying broke her husband yeah. penniless you know mm-hmm. children having issues they have lost their mother and, and this company's making all this money they know that they're doing wrong they don't even reach out to say here's here's some cornbread here's some here's a, here's a bag of beans here's some rice <laughs> Uh, you know, let us right. buy you a house. You need a stove right. or a refrigerator. You know, when somebody do you wrong, they, they kind of want to do a little something right. They didn't right. even do that. They were content to keep making the profit. So how did they make profits off of this? Well, I'll tell you, they didn't have to notify the family because, honestly, if you think about the, the quality of the cell and the characteristic of the cell, it keeps replicating. So once you get a cell, you're able to... Um, you're able to have it keep replicating. And so you don't need to go back to a source or you don't need to go anywhere else. So you don't need to contact the family, in other words, because you have this long line of immortal cells that you can do research on and you can sell. So they S-A-L, sell the the um, the cells. So it was a sell, S-E-L-L of the cell, C-E-L-L-S. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and then... Okay, so so that brings us to um, we find out they're doing wrong, and and they they've been selling the sales, and now right. the family has sued. But this is not something that was um, quick. They it took a long time yeah. for this this settlement to take place. How long has this legal situation been going on? So the family first found out about it in the in the seventies. So this was some twenty years after she had died. And they found out because a German, because, again, think about these cells have gone all over the world. These cells are in all all four corners of the world. Mm. So it was essentially a German scientist who um, contacted the family because they were, you know, they wanted to learn more about the family line, the, the, the genetics of the cell. And so that's how they found out. So 20 years after she died, they found out. And then it, it, it took that family that long to understand the magnitude of the HeLa. So first name Henrietta, last name Lax. So the cells have been called HeLa cells. So it took that amount of time. And, you know, if you're just not astute in that area or you, you just, first of all, you're probably a little skeptical. Who is this German man calling right, me right. about my cells? So it took that long for the family to really get their arms around the magnitude and the impact of these HeLa cells. So it wasn't until 2020. So they told their story, obviously, in 2010. But in 2021, it took that amount of time because there are some legal challenges with statute of limitations, meaning the time has run out to file a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. But in 2021 is when they actually filed the lawsuit against one company. Now, we're just talking about one company not the thousands that you read about that actually have vials and and stored up, um, you know, labs of her cells. So it wasn't until that time. And just because it just takes that amount of time to do the research to understand the intricacies of where how these cells have lived so long. Okay. Okay, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. take a break because I got notes and I got questions. But what I want to <laughs> find out when we come back is how do you put a real dollar amount on a sale? And why did it take so long to make this right? More with uh, law professor April Powell when we come back. If you wonder why it was so difficult to get 
black folks vaccinated. It's because we have a good reason not to trust the healthcare system. I almost died trying to have three babies because the doctors wouldn't listen to me. And I thought, if they don't listen to Serena Williams, they are not going to listen to Shaletta Brundage. And I remember praying and asking the good Lord to keep me alive so that my babies would not be without me. That pales in comparison to what happened with Henrietta Lack this week, finally. And it's not really justice, but a little bit of justice was made because her family reached a settlement with a science and technology company that it says used her sales without her consent in the 1950s and developed products that later sold for a monster profit while she and her family died broke and penniless. And so I had to get my friend April Powell. Uh, she's a distinguished law professor and legal scholar um, who specializes in healthcare issues on the Shaletta Show today. She is joining us again to continue this discussion on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Now, April, I, I have to ask, how do you put a dollar amount on sales? If I go to the grocery store, I know how much bread costs. I know right. how much ground meat costs. I'm going to high V. I'm going to see if it's too expensive. I'm going to go down to the cub food and get it for a little bit cheaper. I know who got watermelons and bananas on sale because it's fruit time and the kids want right. to eat fruit. How do you put a dollar amount on these sales? Well, I guess the the short answer is you can't. And particularly because of, you know, the impact that her cell line has, the Hela cell has, it's it's almost impossible to put a dollar amount. Again, this was just one company that was unethical in their use of the cells. And let me go back a little bit to the details of the case because that's important too. So because we know so many, you know, other companies across the world have access and have used her cells, this particular company got caught. Where they messed up was is they were actually trying to patent or get an uh, get an intellectual property, or say that they own the cellular product. The sales that they know they stole. They trying to patent yes, the ma'am. stuff that they sold. The yes, stole. ma'am. Oh, okay, that's, all right. That's okay. what they were trying to secure mm-hmm. intellectual property rights on the products of those cell on those cells that that they had not, you know, compensated the family for. So that's where they messed up. They argued, of course, in their defense that the statute of limitations had passed because. If you think about it, the first thing you you do and the first thing most people say, as we've discussed, is they stole herself. Well, that's theft. And technically, in a crime of theft, most states you have about two years statute of limitations and it's gone. Well, it's way beyond the two years in 1951. Mm -hmm. But because they unjustly was enriched, so they had a continuous line of being enriched with all of these profits. That's what kept the, the case and the, the ripeness of the, the action to be allowed to bring it to court, if that makes sense. So because they kept gaining profits from these sales that they were trying to put a patent on, essentially, that's why the family and Ben Crump, as you know, is was one of the family attorneys. And he's we think of him in the in the cases of, you know, criminal justice. Mm-hmm. But this was criminal in some mind, but also civil. So you can't really put a dollar amount. Because so much has been made, and interestingly enough, the settlement of this case was 
was not disclosed. It was. I was just about to ask you how yeah. much money they got. So, yeah. and I'm, I've been reading and reading, and out. no, and there's, there's no dollar signs on any yeah. of the stories. I looked at, at our story here at CBS, uh-huh. and I, right. I looked at the CCO story. I went even snuck on the NPR story. We ain't supposed to click on NPR. I said, well, maybe they got it. Nobody has the. So there's no dollar amount. There's no dollar amount that has been disclosed. That's right. And that and that is because a lot of times in those settlements, and I've done several of these settlements, the companies don't want to admit to liability or any wrongdoing. And so because of that, they agree to pay, you know, X amount of dollars because of that. And essentially it says you can't come back for more. Now, what could be the case is they got, a, you know, they settled for a large dollar amount, which from the stories and from the uh, press conferences, the family seems seems happy. As a matter of fact, okay. they broke the news on her 103rd birthday. Okay. So the family was very seemed very pleased about it. It wasn't like they were pushed out or that they were strong armed. They seemed pleased, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would have been prepared, and I think they had a good case to take it to trial um, because of the you know the the backlash that it's gotten. And, you know, I want to go back a little bit to your point, and you said it paled in comparison when you almost died during childbirth. It doesn't pale in comparison because that's been the story of black women and black Mm. people in general and the mistrust that we've had. One of the most interesting things is we go back to Tuskegee experiment. The, The Tuskegee experiment was actually going on at the same time as Henrietta Lacks. So this notion that these are just things that just happen to Serena or happen to a few. No, this is this is history with experimentation and exploitation of black people in science, not and and not being compensated. So that's the far reaching effects that this case has, um, because people are going to now start taking notes let alone the the patient consent part of it, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that I see in my everyday legal practice. Patients have to consent now. So how is it going to change things going forward? How this how is this settlement going to impact the overall health and well-being of black people when we are in hospitals and we are sedated and we are dying, knowing that, you know, we may be breathing our final death and somebody's cutting out our kidney to sale or somebody's taking our sales without our permission and they're going to make money off of it. How how is this going to make it better for us, for me and you and for my kids and your nieces? Well, for for one, I think it's a wake up call for those companies. Um, now, you know, it, it took the, the Lax family so long because just quite frankly, we didn't have the science. We didn't have the communication. We didn't have the level of access to the knowledge. Now we have access. Like you said, you clicked on, you were able to research. There's a lot more pathways to find out what's going on. Um, there's a lot of pathways to find out if your cells have been used, you know, or if, uh, if a doctor was involved in a clinical trial. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I think that the companies are going to be more aware. I mean, this this sends a message like we, we, we're not playing with y'all anymore. So this sends a definite message. But what I want to and I've talked about this with even with the doctors that I consult is that you have to you have it is against the law not to provide consent for what you are doing to a patient. You, and, and the duty falls in most jurisdictions on the doctor. Mm-hmm. So the doctor has to explain to you what they are doing in your medical procedure, and you have to sign off on that. And there, have to, there has to be certain risks that are included in that informed consent form. 
Now, we, me, you, and all our relatives and all our friends and family, we, we actually got to read the form to let us. Okay, because I was going to say, it's they at the bottom of the bag, they at the bottom of the purse, <laughs> they in the car on the back seat and under the passenger seat. Mm-hmm, I'll find mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. after I uh, get the car vacuumed after out. you find it. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, it, yeah. and then it's Before already you done. you sign it, mm-hmm. you actually need to read it. Now, the information is, is you know, the, the onus is on the physician to include the information in the informed consent. But we as consumers, we are putting our lives in the hands of these people. We got to read what they're going to do to us. Okay. So it, it falls both ways. So, again, Ms. Lax didn't have the opportunity because it wasn't legal and it wasn't even, you know, considered in, in her consent. She did sign a consent form, but it wasn't for her research sales. It was for treatment. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be more aware. We have to be advocates of ourselves. I'm glad to see, you know, legislation. I'm glad to see more people like you talk about black mistrust of physicians and, you know, um, how we're perceived as not having as much pain, et cetera. But I I think this is just a wake up call for everyone, both on the patient side and on the medical care side. Okay, I I have to ask you this before you go, because you, 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 you talked about it, you touched on it. And it's something that, you know, we don't we shouldn't have to deal with. You you talked about being an advocate for ourselves. Mm-hmm, I remember one time mm-hmm. I went to the emergency room and, and this is not a down south thing. This happened right here in Minnesota in the East Metro. Um, and I, my, I was ticking on my, my right side. I just heard a news story about uh, drinking, make your blood pressure go up. So that's really what mm-hmm. was wrong. But at the time, I didn't mm-hmm. know. I thought I was having a stroke. And mm-hmm. so. Um, I go in there and, and they're doing all the tests and, and they say, well, your white blood cell count is low. And I said, well, what does that mean? And the doctor, the attending physician at the emergency mm-hmm. room at this East, East Metro Hospital told me, go home and Google it. Wow. And I said, okay. Uh, all wow. right. Okay. And so wow. I, I got in the car and I called Sean because, you know, Sean's, mm-hmm. you know, in healthcare as well. And he said, right. go back in there and advocate for yourself. And I said to him, I can't make these people care. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you advocate for yourself? You already sick. You don't feel good. You fighting off whatever it is that's trying to take you out. How do you then that's go true. and fight with these doctors and healthcare people who don't care enough about you to treat you right? Well, I, you know, I, I think part of it is an awareness and knowledge. So, you know, Google it is absolutely not a, a good answer and probably, you know, against the policy of that hospital to say something like that. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure that's not part of patient education to tell them to Google it. In fact, you know, I'm big on discharge paperwork. Make sure you give patients things when mm-hmm. they leave. That way they'll know and they won't come back because that's a ding on the hospital, too, when, when patients have to come back. But I think it's when you say advocate, yes, you are sick. Yes, you you are in a state of mind where you're not understanding what you are writing down. You can have someone explain it to you, but the best thing to do, Shaletta, honestly, is to have someone there with you. Um, you know, someone that can understand and can ask the questions for you while you, you know, try to maintain even understanding the the diagnosis that you were given. Right. So I always, you know, and I I don't say the first time when I go with my family or friends, I don't say I'm a health law law attorney. Uh, I'm going to sue you if you do, you know, I I just there, but, but it's just sometimes even a second person to be there. Sometimes it's just someone else to ask a question that you can't think of in your state. I think that's most critical. 
And if you don't feel comfortable or if there's something when you are asked, because I know everybody, all your listeners now are going to start reading their informed consent. If there's something you don't understand, you have a right to, to ask and you have a right to decline the treatment if the risks are too great. But um, that's part of being, you know, equipped with with the information so you'll be ready once you are in that state where you can't make decisions. Kind of like when you have to stay prayed up for instances that, you know, that, that are going to take you over. You, you just have to be knowledgeable and have, you know, that that it really is a coat of confidence, even in your, you know, inability to sometimes understand. You just have to kind of know and be prepared. Well, I thank you for preparing us, for getting us ready for that next doctor's visit. Uh, Attorney April Powell joining the Shaletta Show. I appreciate you letting us use some of your brilliant brain matter today. Anything for you, Shaletta. I appreciate being on here. And I love you, and I'm so, so, so proud of you. If I haven't told you, I swear I thought you was crazy when you stopped emailing us and stopped hanging out with us and stopped partying with us. But you hunkered down, and you got that law degree. And and it really, for the rest of us, it made us take a double take because it seemed like we were partying one day, and the next day you were like, yeah, you want to come to the graduation? I was like, what graduation? One of your nieces graduating from pre-K? He was like, no, law school. And so just to see you go from you know, where we all were and, and then, you know, decide that you were going to pivot and, and do the law degree and then pivot and pass that bar and then pivot and at the DA's office and pivot and then use that healthcare education you got at Langston and then pivot again <laughs> and, and, and go and teach the, 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 the next generation of legal minds. I, I just, I'm watching you and my mouth is open. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is then all the people of the earth will see that I'm called by the name of the Lord and they will stand in Man. awe of me. And I am in Amen. awe of you, girlfriend, and awe of everything oh, that you've Shaletta. done. Oh, Shaletta. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I would not have a platform, and really it is my ministry, but I wouldn't have a platform if it weren't for people like you. Now, if I'm going to tell some stories, we start. you started off on the radio uh, telling jokes. You started yes. off on the radio. I mean, and the transition to Shaletta makes me laugh, funniest woman in the Twin Lakes. So that's a platform and that's, you know, that is your audience, but you parlayed it into something like this. And so it allows me to have my ministry too. So we, we were both clowning and now we can clown and, you know, we just have a little bit, we got a little sense with it too. Yeah, yeah, So I love you and I appreciate you. Oh girl, I love you as well. Y'all don't (laughs) go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, there's always something fun to find out about. And I just, I always try to keep my ear to the street because I always want to know what is going on in my community and, and what is happening. And I got a call from my girlfriend, Kevin Berger, and she was like, oh, my God, I just, you got to get out here. And I'm like, what is going on? What are you talking about? She said, I'm at the Minneapolis Park Market. And I said, okay, what 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 is the Minneapolis Park Market? Because I've been big on trying to educate my allies and, and the people that I know and love to support black businesses for Black Business Month. That's August. That's all I'm talking about this month. If you want to talk about something else, catch me in September. Because right now, my focus is on supporting black-owned businesses. And she said the, the Minneapolis Park and Rex Board is offering four markets this summer at Lake Harriet and Waterworks, uh, Minnehaha Regional Park, the Commons. Um, the Minneapolis Park Markets is about 20 to 30% BIPOC vendors. Um, and it's a it's a vendor mix, and, and it changes with each market. And 90% of the Minneapolis Park Market vendors uh, don't have brick-and-mortar businesses. So this is a great way for you to meet new vendors. Lake Harriet Market has about 17 to 22 vendors. The Waterworks Market has four to six vendors. Minnehaha has between 15 and 20 vendors. And the Commons Market has about four to six vendors curated by the black market. And I'm like, okay, I got to get more information because Kevin was not giving me the whole scoop. I need to figure out where it is, uh, what are the hours, and who's out there. So I call Erica Chul. She's the regional uh, recreational director, downtown parks, Minneapolis Parks and Recreation Board. She's joining me on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you about our park market. Okay, you got to talk to me about the Minneapolis park markets because I want to make sure people know what they are, where they are. My girlfriend, Kevin, sending me some pictures. I'm going to post them online as soon as I go into the break. But she was sending me all these cool pictures and showing me all the cool earrings that she bought. And she was like, oh, my God, this is a great way to celebrate Black Business Month. Get out here and buy some of this stuff. I'm, and she's buying gifts for, you know, folks and that she ain't going to give them to her September, but she's just out there spending up all her little money uh, trying to buy and support. So talk to me about the Minneapolis Park Markets, what they are, and, and how did this all get started? Yeah, so our Minneapolis Park Market is in its pilot season this summer, um, and the Minneapolis Park Board is a huge system, so we don't do anything small. We started with four different markets. As you mentioned, we've got a market at Lake Harriet on Sundays. Um, Waterworks on Fridays and Minnehaha on Friday. And then also we partnered with um, an organization called the Black Market that curates all the fabulous vendors at the Commons on um, every other Wednesday this month. So, um, and this is really an initiative uh, to get more folks out in our parks, but also to support um, folks that are interested in um, showcasing their items highlighting all the fabulous artisans we have here in Minneapolis that maybe don't have a brick-and-mortar spot to showcase their talent. Um, 90% of our vendors are either operating in or live in Minneapolis. So it's really fun to see all of the fabulous things on offer and the talented folks here in our city. 
Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. How did you curate this? Because it's going on through the end of this month. So I want to make sure people get a chance to get out there, um, take advantage of this amazing opportunity, um, support these vendors, especially, you know, as we celebrate Black Business Month, uh, the ones that have been curated and are highlighting and spotlighting Black vendors. But, you know, just tell, how did this all get started? Yeah, well, so we had um, feedback from both the public and, you know, from commissioners and talking about how could we showcase more people that want to be in our parks and um, showcase the things that that they are creating and doing. Um, So we kind of launched two things simultaneously, both our market program and a busker program, because we know we already have many folks who are looking to capitalize on the great foot traffic we have, especially in our regional and downtown parks and create more awareness of their business or their items they're selling. And so we wanted to give them an avenue to do that legally as well as help them with marketing and um, bringing more folks to it. So each of our markets is also paired with with a concert. So folks can come out, hear local music, as well as shop local vendors. And we just thought it would be a great way to bring more people into our parks as well as give them an opportunity to um, sell their products. Our booth rates, we um, kept intentionally very low so that folks can come in and maybe they've not sold before. This gives them an opportunity to give that a try with a pretty low barrier. Um, Most of our booths start at $25 per market, which is far below kind of the going rate for a market stall. So it's been really fun to see people take advantage of that and just give it a try. And, you know, I'm I'm getting a couple of text messages and folks want to know where's the website because, you know, they're out and about and, and just trying to find something fun to do. And, and some of that stuff is going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. So they can visit MinneapolisParks.org backslash park markets and they'll be able to um, head right to our market page. That'll give you the details of where our four markets are located as well as the times. And you can also link to the concert. So if you're wanting to pair that out with an afternoon in the park and hear some music as well, you can get the whole scoop at MinneapolisParks.org backslash park market. Now talk to me about some of these vendors. You've created an amazing group um, of creative folks who are selling everything from earrings to clothes. And so talk to me about some of your faves that people should really look out for and check out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one that I love, and I'm reminded every day of how much I enjoy this vendor, it's Inner Peace Fragrance, and I have bought several soaps from the fabulous Opal. She creates all of her soaps herself, and um, she's a really fun one because she has a brick-and-mortar location on West Broadway but wanted to get more awareness for her business, and so she's in our Park Market program. And like I said, I've purchased her soap and love it, use it every day. Um, So she's a favorite. And um, she also has incense and some other things. Um, I'm also right now wearing one of Bee's creations from Spoon and and Theory. And she does laser cut handmade um, or, you know, wood laser cut earrings and necklaces and things like that. I'm a child of the 80s, so I love that she's got these cute little um, cassette tape, um, wood, laser cut, wood earrings. So love those. Um, But we also have some folks that do prepared food. So Mestizo Hot Sauce is at 
um, our Minnehaha market regularly. Um, if you're looking to spice up your next meal, Virginia's seasoning is fabulous. Um, so just a whole great range of vendors. Like I said, jewelry to prepared bakery items or hot sauces, um, bags, pot holders if you need them. So you can really get a whole bunch of different things. Or if you're just wanting a you know fresh floral arrangement for your table, um, Flower Happy Hour is at our Lake Harriet Market and has some really fun original arrangements that I'm always looking forward to seeing on Sundays. Now, this is the first time, this is the pilot. Um, I know the one thing that I love about um, the park board is you all actually go out and talk to people on the scene. You all don't just put this stuff together. Y'all are there like, now, how did you find out about it? And, you know, how did you, you know, what are you doing here? And why did you bring your family? So you're really in tune, and I appreciate that. And you're getting feedback in real time. You don't wait to do a survey. You all show up on the scene and talk to people who take advantage of these opportunities. And since it's a pilot and it's the first time, what are you hearing from people who've gone? People are really enjoying the mix of vendors, and I feel like people are really seeing some unique vendors and artisans that they haven't met before or seen at some of the other markets happening. Um, the other thing that's really fun is, um, people are surprised and delighted to find that uh, many of our vendors are, again, more artisans. So that jewelry, um, handmade bags, even handmade pillows, things like that. So not as much of necessarily the produce and things like that you might think of at a traditional farmer's market. It's more of a maker's market. Um, and I think that's been really fun. Um, and people have been excited about that. And also people are just like, ooh, it's kind of a little hidden gem. We have folks that maybe have heard of our concert series and then are um, surprised and excited to find that they can also pick up, you know, a fun, unique item for that next um, friend's birthday or something like that. So it's been really fun to sort of surprise people with it at the park. Um, we're hoping to get more um, folks out to that market and get excited. We've um, also heard some great things from our vendors. They're excited by the success of this first market. Um, we're seeing a good crowd out shopping, um, but definitely wanting more people to hear about it and come enjoy. Okay. Now, if people uh, want to enjoy, they've heard about it, tell them where to go again. Yeah. So this Sunday, we're, we're going to be watching that weather, but this Sunday from 2.30 to 6.30 um, is our Lake Harriet Market, and that's every Sunday until August 27th. Um, and then on Fridays, we've got a double opportunity. We have our Waterworks Market in the morning right along the river from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, and again, that goes through August 25th. Then our Minnehaha Markets are on Fridays in the evening, so you can pair that with a fabulous concert at 7 o'clock or even... Um, stop at Sea Salt and have some fresh food out in our um, parks. And that Minnehaha market is Fridays 4 to 8 through the end of August. And then the Commons market um, are Wednesdays 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that one's every other week. So coming up, we've got August 16th and August 30th. So two more chances to catch that one. Well, give us the website because this is so much fun. And, and I'm glad that we've got a lot of options depending on what side of town you're on, what day of the yeah. week you can attend. It's not just like, oh, this is happening this Friday uh, from 12 to 3. If you can't go on Friday, you got Saturday options. If you can't go on Saturday, there's Sunday options. So I really appreciate that flexibility. But give us that website again so people can go. Yeah, absolutely. It's MinneapolisParks.org backslash park markets. So 
Um, you'll find all the details there as well as all of the times and locations. Well, Erica, thank you so much for what you're doing for these businesses, for this opportunity, and for creating something new and fun for us to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Shaletta. All right, no worries. And Jessica was joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. It is 150. You're listening to the Shaletta Show. We'll be back. Is that Earth, Wind, and Fire or Lionel Richie? That don't sound like Earth, Wind, and Fire or Lionel Richie. I thought we was playing Earth, Wind, and Fire and Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, baby. On the show. Lionel Richie. That must be Pop Lionel. Might be. That, that's Pop Lionel. I because that don't, that don't sound like That don't sound like I was born in Tuskegee, Lionel. And I'm telling you, I uh, had a great time. Uh, at the Earth, Wind, and Fire Lionel Rich concert last night. A lot of you were there. I saw your social media posts, Steve Simpson, Vanita, Laura, Brian McDaniel. I saw so many folks last night who were there. Devonna Pittman was there with her husband. They had floor seats. I was up in the nosebleed. They, I got dizzy. They had floor seats. Um, I walked up a lot of stairs yesterday. I walked up a lot of stairs. Um, and, and so I thought, I really did. I thought I had a good time. I thought I left happy uh, until I read John Bream's uh, Star Tribune review of the concert. And and then I, I'm looking and I'm thinking, you know, I, I thought I had fun. I, I thought uh, it was a great show until I read what he said and everything he said made sense. Um, because I remember Lionel Richie did all night long, right? And he was jamming, and we were dancing all night long, all night. And then, um, and and me and, and Miss Terry and Miss Carrie were there, and and we were enjoying, and we were dancing. And then he said, "Good night, everybody." And then he walked off the stage, and so we started clapping because we thought, surely, uh, there's an encore, right? You can't have Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind, and Fire in the same building. And not have some kind of sing-along. Some kind of everybody's getting together and and, and jamming and, and rocking out. Uh, apparently you can't. You can't because he the lights came on. And and I was like, oh my God, it's over. They didn't have a a a a, a jam fest. Oh, okay, well, um, all right, that's it. And so I don't know if it was just me and John Bream. So I'm going to have Steve Simpson come up in the next hour. And I'm going to ask him if he was expecting a rock out jam session. Y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.